That's what dinner was happening. This is Talk Entertainment and Art. Welcome to another episode. I'm your host, Uba Blamini, aka Funny Beat on Instagram, aka Lero on the Streets, aka If You Know Me Like That, and a bunch of other, other AKAs. <laughs> right here on YouTube. <laughs> here on YouTube, there's no other one I use besides that one. Okay, I'm going to use that one. But on the streets, though, there's different names. Yeah. But yeah, we out here. I have Cizo. Um, she's he's a he's a he's the co-founder of Antidote Music. Did I say it right? Yeah, Antidote Music. Yeah, and Antidote Culture Foundation. But yeah, Culture and Foundation. Culture Foundation. Antidote Culture Foundation. Okay. Yeah, it's like two separate entities that are almost the same in a way. So we're gonna be chopping that up. How the two entities work hand in hand, and how does he planning on pushing his artist? Because I know he has an artist side on your label. Yeah, yeah. And many, many other things, guys. Oh, if you haven't subscribed, make sure you subscribe because it doesn't cost you anything. And you also like this video because it doesn't cost you anything. Drop a comment. I mean, can't just like and subscribe and not drop a comment. Yeah. Season 7, we're not liking. We're out here. How you feeling, bro? No, I'm easy. I'm easy just uh, starting the year. Uh, planning and uh, getting the like the ground. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah, working in a way. Hey Amen. January is just crazy. Yeah. It's like two months. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's the longest month because people are broke. I guess I don't know, <laughs> bro. I think, and another thing, I feel like we just, we just coming back from December. Yeah. So there was a lot of activities. Now there's nothing. For sure. For sure. But anyways, how <clears throat> can you just tell me on how exactly the antidote start? What was the main mission behind it? I mean, it, it was started. We we were in varsity, and um, we I had done a show in Swaziland. Um, it, it was called the Homecoming Party back in two thousand nine, and then I went to Verts and I met up with Meli. He was DJing, and then uh, because this show that I did in two thousand nine was was kind of big. So everyone knew about it. And then when we got to school, uh, like when we met, it just felt right because he was already a DJ. And I came in as someone who had done this big show in, in, in Swaziland. And then we just had multiple conversations and then we included some people. And then uh, we kind of started, but um, Antidote Music itself. So we started as the Antidotes. So at the time, we were called The Antidotes, and we were just uh, a collective making music, organizing events. And then uh, 2012, uh, a lot of people were asking us, uh, because we were in Joburg, they were asking us, where can we find music from Eswatini? And at the time, there was no one who was putting music from Eswatini on the internet. What year was It's... We started Antidote Music in 2012, but then the conversation started in 2010, between 2010 and 2012. So we were making music as the Antidotes, and then people were asking us, where can they find more of music from Eswatini? Because we know you guys are already making music in the space. And even when we went on the internet, we couldn't find any. So we're like, maybe we can address this uh, issue. But also, it became an outlet for us as well. Uh, it became an outlet for other Swazi artists. And we, je- we then started creating collaborations between Swazi artists and uh, international artists. And of course, at the time, we're taking advantage of free internet at school. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, you know, like became a springboard for us in a way. Yeah. I want to go back to how big was this? Like, actually, 
Yeah, yeah. It was um so I I took a gap year between metric and um and varsity and knowing how crazy Swazis who are studying outside were about coming back home and there was literally nothing for them. And what what happened was I went to Swazipo Entertainment offices and uh, they were here in Babane back in the day and they mm-hmm. had some of the best offices I've ever seen in entertainment. And mm-hmm. of course, I've never seen others uh, because we didn't have liberty in the country to have many. But then when I walked into those offices, I was like, I want to work here. Day, you know? <laughs> yeah, because like everything was so chilled. I've never seen an office space where people were just chilling. Uh, it's an office space though, you know. What? So it was really dope. It was really dope. So I walked in and then I I had a meeting with Shado. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we talked about it. And uh, he was like, which artists do you think would uh, would work best? And then I gave him a list and then started making phone calls. And um, we brought Oskido uh, into, into um, what was it? Ocean, Ocean Waves. Yeah, Ocean Waves. So that was a huge show. And of course, because it was a homecoming party, it had a lot of. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was big. Uh, it had a lot of uh, at, um, students from outside, and of course, when how much did you guys make? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All I know is I got street cred for for the show. So yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, that's that's what I I got out of it. Okay, and that was literally what got me into into the space as well um being identified with the show and just being able to 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 start conversations and get into spaces so that was a bit mm. easy because of that show i mean i didn't gain anything monetarily yeah uh but it 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 became the launch uh for for my career in 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 music in a way or possibly in culture as well so yeah that's nice that's nice yeah so moving on, you guys um have now having this conversation that you wanna do this yeah, yeah. DJ that you link up with. Yeah. So how did you end up saying, Okay, now we are starting the company? You what mean sparked that antidote music? The antidote music. Um so what what was happening at the time is as the antidotes, we were already putting out music with um international uh, labels and how did it how did sorry to cut you off yeah how did you manage to get the international labels like i mean um when you have the internet and you know some of these uh artists or label owners yeah okay most of the most of the time with with the kind of music that we were making which was house music you'd find that a top artist has a label yeah. You know, so when you know the, the the artist who has a label, you can easily just start sending demos, mm. uh, shooting a DM on on Facebook, mm. um, however way you want to you want to send music to them. And sometimes they would go crazy because at the time, um, South African house music was based on Afro house, so the early stages of Afro house, not the Afro house that we know now. Um, back then, you had your ancestral Afrotech, you know, tribal, yeah. yeah. So it had many subgenres uh, beneath it, and of course, it was something that we loved. But yeah. when we came in, we came in with Soulful House, and at the time, not many people were making Soulful House, so it became easy for us to start conversations to a point where, because there were not so many people making Soulful House. And the way we pushed the antidotes, we didn't really have a face. So there were people who believed that we're from the UK, you know, because Mm. um, when you look at the name, the antidotes, and then one of the biggest artists is called, at the time we're called um, the layabouts. So, and the sound was almost similar. And then you had um, 
the layabouts were releasing some music with real people mm-hmm. and real people were also like a, a music um, group so now you have the antidotes the layabouts real people and the sound is almost the same and you'd be thinking okay possibly <clears throat> these people know each other Back. you know and <laughs> we've never released with real people but one of the weirdest things that happened, which is where we got the, the the idea, is we sent a message to one South African executive, yeah. and we like, yo, I would like to work, and he was so excited that we had we we reached, reached out, out, yeah, and he's like, yeah, sure, I'm down, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, but first we need to meet, and he's like, okay how's this going to work? Are you guys going to fly down to South Africa? (laughs) (laughs) Like, how is it going to work? And we're like, no, we based in South Africa. And he's like, no way. Why? You know, and we're like, no, we Swazi and based here. And he was excited and he, he wanted us to, to do a, a radio, a radio tour because he felt like people needed to know that we were from here, yeah. you know, and we are here. So we kind of did that. And um, also what what made us believe that he saw us in a different light is when he also sent us an email when we we're already working with him. And he's yeah. like, I want a real people remix on this song. Can you guys get me in touch with them? And yeah. he thought he still thought even though we work with him he still thought that we had a connection with, with real people. people and we never had a connection with, with real people hey. yeah we never we, we've never i mean the only thing that has happened was one of the artists that we work with at the time were called uh, groove basement did a song a remix for the t and the t was a uh, Real People release, I think it was by the Layabouts. So they did a remix for the tea and then we sent it to them and they were happy to to hear the, the I mean, it was a bootleg. You know, it was an unofficial remix. Mm. So they were excited to to hear about the song and that was possibly the only interaction that we've had with, with them. Okay. So we've never had any interaction. So in terms, in terms of in terms of releasing music with all the people you've mentioned, yeah. do you guys have any feedback Besides, uh, the, uh, the international act. I mean, like, uh, feedback from South Africa. Yeah, from from the from the act in South Africa. I mean, we we started Antidote Music when not many people living in South Africa had record labels. Really? So yeah. Ah, that, that, that that explains. Yeah. So the yeah. the main record labels in South Africa were Soul Candy, House Africa. You know. Um, possibly more funk. Um, <laughs> I mean, those ones were not in the space that we're working oh, in yeah. because for us, we were we were solely focused on house music. I mean, mm. that has changed now, but at the time, that, that was like the core thing. It was like house music. So household names at the time were uh, Soul Candy, House Africa. Like if you put a release with those guys, you sorted. You know, back, back back then, but now uh, we no longer have. I don't know if we still have House Africa, but we no longer have Soul Candy. So, yeah. But then there there are a lot of record labels now. Um, but then when we started, we there weren't many record labels that were solely releasing online, but they were there. I'm yeah. not saying they were they were they were not there. They were there. But then what what happened is it kind of gave us almost like a pioneering status okay. or an early entry, I would say, whereby when you're looking for South African music, even though we were Swazi, but when we when you were looking for South African house music, you would find us as well. And mm-hmm. then you would always know, would see um, Antidote Music has some of the best releases in house music. Yeah. You know? So in a way, we kind of, built that street street, uh, cred and over time when some people would mention like labels that they listen to in South Africa they would always Mm. mention us as well Mm. but we're not really South African you know so (laughs) yeah yeah
So you guys are from 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 starting as early as uh, 2013 up until now 2012. 2012. Yeah, yeah. How has how has how has the algorithm changed? How how have you guys grown? Mm. I think it's been seeing the industry for what it is because, I mean, we've seen the changes in the industry and we've been part of these transitions, you know. Um, We we started releasing music when platforms like Aphrodisia still existed and they closed office and, you know, Soul Candy closed office, House Africa didn't release too many projects anymore so we've i mean we came in an era where piracy was a problem and now we have streaming and everyone can stream music and piracy seems not to be a problem anymore it's, so you know usually nowadays it's not even exactly. le- they can exactly. even leak your song <laughs> exactly and it's okay to leak yeah your song. it's okay yeah, yeah. so we, we we've seen all the all the transitions in in in, in music and i mean we were there when we were skeptical, uh, when everyone was skeptical about streaming, yeah. talking about streaming going to is going to kill the industry. But now streaming is helping artists being di- to be discovered. So, in a way, we've 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 possibly seen the whole transition between um, MP3 as a format to now having the new formats that we have because MP3 is also dying as a format. So yeah. So, so have you guys? Um, I wanted to ask you, see, since you were able to see the streaming mm. or the CD mm. and mm. and CDJs era, now yeah. it's streaming. Do you think streaming is really helping artists as it much is. as as much as CDs were doing the job? I mean, a a basic um, example, I would say, would the rise of Mapiano, you know, like when you look at the rise of Mapiano, the rise of Afrobeat, it kind of shows you that the space has been democratized in a way. So the the cost of entry has become too low and it has allowed for easy distribution of possibly wealth in the industry. Mm, Where now you've seen I'm a piano artist performing globally, like our local uncle Waffles was it was performing is or was, I don't know, performing Coachella. Yeah, is yeah, performing Coachella. So that's through streaming. That's right. through being discovered. And streaming doesn't only mean your Apple Music and Spotify, but it also means I'm watching your video perform and that's how she broke out, you know, because now you can you can monetize a video, you know, through Facebook, through Instagram, through TikTok. So in a way that also counts as streaming, you know. So yeah, I think in a way it, it's it 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 has made being discovered easy as an artist. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that is true. But I feel like we still need to have more deeper conversation about streaming. Like people can actually <laughs> understand. How this algorithm work? <laughs> because some people just drop music and then ends there. They don't monetize. If you say sponsor, yeah, everything. I mean, most of it. I think something that I always say is when when you're going to release music, you're going to release music in a community. Mm. And if there's no community, where are you putting that music? You know. Mm. So if you don't have community, you can drop a song and nothing happens. But if we invest in communities i mean the same way um say uh the event we met at um the kitchen no labor and the pop-up the pop-up also the kitchen that's cultivating culture and if now um rendition would drop a project he has a community Mm. so Mm. it's 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 really about that it's really about cultivating community Online, physically, and otherwise, yeah. and and people when they when it, it's it's hard to speak alone, but it's easy when you have ambassadors. Mm. So the ambassadors are going to dress like you. You know, they're going to listen to the, to your music, and they're going to listen to music that is similar to yours. And what happens there is it's easier for someone who's 
wherever in the UK to say, I like that thing that is happening there in Swaziland, which is the same thing that Mapiano did. You right. know? Like now Ooh, you have right. you have people from Netherlands, from wherever across the world dancing to Mapiano. I think more than anything, Mapiano was <clears throat> it was a funded it was a funded genre. So, uh, this what do you mean funded? <laughs> what do you mean funded? Ah, how do I put this in a way that doesn't sound? Yeah. <laughs> how do I put this? Guys, yeah. these people were, okay, let me just say. Yeah. These people were, were putting in the work mm. uh, on and off the doors, like behind cameras and off cameras. I mean, it, it, it goes with every, um, it goes with every genre or every subculture. There are people who are going to push that subculture. And they're going to push it because they see potential. Yeah, so it's it's not really to say it's funded, but it's it's really to say how can we do more to tap into this community? Because the reality is the international community is looking into Africa for possibly everything now. Right. And I mean, there's who who runs the world beyond the song. Yeah. Mozambicans are dancing with Beyonce on that song. Yeah. You know. So that kind of shows you that from from way back the been whole been happening. Yeah, it's been happening. It's it's like how do I find a window into this community? Mm. And now they found the genre that creates the the connection between the rest of the world in Africa. So it's easy to 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 do Africa because of this genre. It's easy to mm. connect with Africans because of this genre. You I mean we we were in Amsterdam and the first thing that we we had when we walked to like at the lobby of the of the hotel we were staying at the receptionist was like oh you guys do uh, I'm a piano and stuff. What? And I was like okay so this is like a conversation starter now. You know, so it's it's mm. like you cannot be from Africa and not know Mapian. Right. So it's easy now to to create connections because of this genre. So before we didn't have a way. You know, we have we had Ladysmith Black Mambazo, which wasn't really our thing as young people, <laughs> <laughs> as young people. So they were taking Grammys and all of that, but yeah. it was easy to have a conversation about Ladies Meet Black Mambazo with our parents, mm, right. not us, not but, us. But the, the biggest community, the, the biggest community in Africa, is young people. So how do we tap into young people? Let's see how we push this genre and it creates that connection between the rest of the world and Africa. Yeah. yeah. You you've actually explained it in a more yeah. valid and sensible way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned that you guys had a trip to Netherlands. Yeah. yeah, you, yeah. Can you yeah. tell me more on why you were there and how it went. I mean, from the beginning when we started Antidote Music, it was really about how do we break into the global market because the reality of Eswatini is we we are a small population. Even how successful you can be as an artist, this population cannot sustain you. So we have to look at ways in which we can export the kind of work that we do. Mm. And we have to tap into relationships. We have to create relationships. And one of the many reasons we even got to Amsterdam is because of relationships. And it wasn't just one relationship. It was a couple of people who made the trip happen. Because, I mean, the first was um, a record label that came to Bushfire uh, yeah. called Paradise Worldwide. Yeah. Uh, they released that the Zex Banduini Osama song. So they were facilitating the Africa Rising workshop uh, in Jobek and then the Arts Roundtable at Bushfire. Mm. And weirdly enough, some of the people that work for them are South African. And yeah. one of the guys is works with house and when we introduced ourselves to him he already knew who we who we were so he was a fan <laughs> yeah yeah he, he literally yeah. said that he's like you guys don't even need to introduce yourselves you know i know you so he moved to berlin started working with paradise yeah. and then um we started talking about distribution so they're doing our distribution now 
Uh, but specifically for Amsterdam, they drafted a letter inviting us to Amsterdam. Yeah. Because we were like, um, we want to come and what what could be possible. And then they're like, yeah, we will be at it will be at ADE. So we were going for a specific um event called Amsterdam Dance Event. Yeah. Which is like I mean over 200 parties in the city, but it also has like conferences every day from Tuesday until Sunday. Wow. So the party starts on Tuesday and of course there are conferences from Tuesday until Sunday. And they'll, they they say they'll be there and they are curating a show. So maybe Soups could perform there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they, they drafted a letter, sent it to us and then we took that letter and started knocking at doors and then um, so I'm a recipient of the Pris Klaus Fund, which is like a Pris Klaus Seed Award. Um, and Melly as well, who's my business partner. Yeah. And they are based in Amsterdam. Actually, Prince Klaus is from Amsterdam. Uh, is from Netherlands, is, is the Prince of Netherlands. So we contacted them and they were happy to help us because we are part of their community yeah. now because we are recipients of the the seed award. So that made it a bit easier because they they kind of took care of everything for us. Okay. And Ta-da. yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and um yeah, we made the trip and yeah, it was really insightful. It was really important for I I, I don't know if you know, we started our own conference in the country, the Bubona Music Conference. I didn't know about yeah, so we had a conference last year in August yeah. uh, based on music. And um, yeah, we, we, we were trying to, we, we are trying to capacitate artists in the country to kind of put out the best work and know how, uh, how they can protect their work mm. and know how to <clears throat> exploit their work, you know. So that, that was a conference uh, around that. And um it was key for us to go to another conference to see how they do things. It was key for us to go to another city to see how they manage the night economy, you know, uh, which is something that is almost dead in the country uh, for our cities, at least for our cities. So it was, it was really important to, to look at what mechanisms do they use? How do they, you know, because, when we got there, we realized that there are parties that start at 11 and go on till they got at, at 5, 6, and go on to possibly 11, 12. So what policies are in place that that these people are using that create this robust economy that happens? And I, I think you, you do know about the, what is it called? Red light district? Yeah, I know. You know, that wouldn't boom if there wasn't a night economy. You know, so if if there was there, there were not people walking the streets of Amsterdam at night, so we needed to learn for from 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 a city that kinda is leading in 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 that space. You know, mm. so we were learning a lot. You, and you guys went to the perfect location. Yeah, 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 for sure, for the sure. We we were we were learning a lot. Uh, we were. But yeah, besides we, besides the learning part, how's how's the environment? How's the parting? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you, you walk everywhere, and there's. I mean, during ADE, like where, during ADE, the whole city is alive. Oh, yeah. So yeah, the whole city is alive, and Amsterdam in itself is like a tourist city. So mm-hmm. there's always people traveling to Amsterdam. Uh, there are a lot of English tourists because in England is just next to you know Amsterdam. Yeah, actually. The guys that are at um, Paradise Worldwide, uh, the lady, the director, cycled from London to Amsterdam raising funds for a project in Cape Town. Whoa. So, Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. yeah. So it's, it's, it's really um, manageable for people there to like go to Amsterdam and it's, it's really beautiful with the canals and everything. I mean, you watch movies and you see these canals and you're like, I want to be there, you know? <laughs> so, Bro. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I, really... I, so I had, I had, um, yeah, from, from the movies I've watched. And yeah. 
learning to yoga. I had good I'm selling as a lot of milk and cows. Meh? Milk and cows. Possibly. Uh, I, I do know Amsterdam has a lot of weed. I don't know where they get it. <laughs> they got weed? Yeah. Like, oh, it's Reggie. Yeah, like, um, we, we walked into a, a bar. Yeah. And you couldn't buy anything that wasn't green. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just a buffer. Yeah. The green stuff. Like the green stuff. It's just people chilling having coffee and just smoking. Yeah, and we were sitting there and we're like, this is awkward because we didn't know when we were walking here. What? Yeah. So, <laughs> so it, they have a lot of those. Um, it's, uh, I mean, it's it's kind of legal there. And so they um, grow it? I don't know about the growing. I don't know where they get their weed. Um, but they probably grow it because they have a good weather. Possibly and possibly importing. Uh, oh, because yeah. I mean, if it would, would, would even, I mean, I've I've never smoked weed, but when you, when you hang out with people that smoke weed, they will tell you about a certain dealer who has a special strain. Strain, yeah. you know. So it's the same with them. Oh. You know, it's like if you go to the shop, you'll find possibly something from a sweating. I don't know if they have something from a sweating, but. I'm just making examples. Let them know. We got <laughs> just tell them. Like, yo, we're yeah. outside. So, so yeah, I, 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 they, they have a lot of that. Um, and possibly if, um, just that weed is a very political issue, um, very touchy issue. But uh, if we could as a country, we could take notes from how they do it because it really brings stories there. Like and really, and our, yeah. Our so yeah, they do have that <laughs> across the city. Yeah. And yeah, and they have a really nice uh I would say uh like their museums everywhere. They there are things to do everywhere. Like yeah. literally we were walking everywhere. So how, so how are the ladies? Uh they're fine. I mean <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure they got a lot of niash there, bro. Those people drink milk every day. It's niash for days. I actually didn't know about the milk stuff, uh, but I do know they have a lot of farms. Yeah. Like, even when you're flying in, it's like green everywhere. So I assume those are farms. They graze. It, yeah. it makes sense because when you look at South Africa and you look at the Africaners who come from Netherlands, Netherlands yeah. also on farms, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it kind of makes sense. But with the woman, I mean, I think possibly like anywhere. What? <laughs> nah. I don't know. <laughs> like anywhere. I don't know. I I I don't know. Like they, there's just there's people. There's yeah. people. Yeah, there's people. <laughs> Homie knows you got dashed. Doesn't want to leak that thing. <laughs> There's people, but uh, you guys are uh, who who was who was a uh, part of your who's part of the antidote uh who's part of the antidote company that actually performed there? Um, no one, no one. So it was me, Meli, and Suits. It was the three of you. It was the three of us. Yeah, I mean it's it's quite expensive to to go there. And yeah, Amsterdam yeah. is quite pricey as well. Yeah, so it's not cheap. Yeah, so it, it was going to be a Hectic. At least the strip clubs are more expensive. I have no idea. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I have no idea. But, but we we did go to a, a friend of us did uh, invite us to a show, um, and it was quite. Um, I mean, I I think I think once you 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 leave, uh, possibly Africa, and then you go to Europe, you start to find that some countries are big on diversity. Yeah. And uh like they we we got into this club and everyone was there, like from every community, LGBTQ, you know, everyone was there. And mm. we I mean to say it was a culture shock is one thing, but more than anything it was like an eye opener. You know, because the guy who invited us to the show uh, was there with his girlfriend and he was DJing there. And 
when you're thinking, you're like, okay, straight guy, you know, uh, with a girlfriend, and then you go there, and it's very diverse, you know, like you being served by a man with a bare chest, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's serving you a drink, and you start to see that actually a world like this is possible, you know, where yeah. people coexist. And if music can bring people like this together, it means music has a huge role to bring people together in the world. So, um, yeah, but to say it was a culture shock, in a way it was, because Mm. these are things that uh, are not, you know, like, how can I put it? In in our context here, these would be things that would be frowned upon. But over right. there, it's kind of normal, you know, like people do gather. And regardless of their gender, their sex or their color, people gather. So, I think I, th- I think I see what you what you're explaining and yeah, yeah. you onto something. I feel like our culture doesn't really, really, really allow this. I mean, it do, it it doesn't uh, the culture and we, and we are too cultural. This like, we are too cultural. Are we? I mean, we are breaking off. <laughs> we, we, there's, there's there's a huge gap. Yeah, there's a huge gap between our generation and our parents and our yeah, forefathers. Yeah, you see. So if we are breaking off, we should show that we're breaking off in a way. But they are still in charge, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are, but we we can always create safe safe spaces around the things. I mean, when you look at the kitchen, when you look at the um, at um, the platform, mm. it's a safe space. So in a way, we are at liberty to create these safe spaces. You know, uh, yeah. So if we are breaking away from the traditional culture and creating our own culture, it should be a culture that is inclusive in a way. Mm. So yeah, I think. Um, we we can learn from from places like those that people can coexist regardless of color, race, uh, which is the same thing. Yeah, uh, race, sex, uh, gender. Um, however, you you, you mm-hmm. people kind of. Um, but yeah, it's, yeah. So okay, so coming back to antidote, uh, yeah. who are some of the artists you guys have under your label? Uh, I mean, we have Suits, we have Sanila, we have Mzwa. Mm. Uh, we have, we work with a lot of artists, actually. Um, but there are artists who are in-house and there are artists who are. Yeah. But then we, Antidote Music is more of a platform for almost everyone. Everyone. Yeah, but then because of, I would say, because with any business, you do want to have, I mean, even when you go to a brewery, they are going to tell you about these kind of brands of alcohol that they are mm. pushing, mm. but then they do have all the other alcohol. I'm, I, like, so. <laughs> I like the way you make it using alcohol. <laughs> yeah, so it's, 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 it's really that, even with artists that are not uh, signed with Antidote Music, mm. but when we when we work with them, Antidote Music becomes almost like an accelerator for them, uh, where we are just giving them platform to show us what they're capable of. And then with time, we like, maybe we can sit down with them and see how we can, we can export them. Because the key thing is some of the artists that you would point out and say, these are Antidote artists, mm. are, are artists that we really want to export. Oh yeah, so it's 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 like like any other thing. It has stages, you know. Like a clothing brand, you're gonna sell in Swaziland, and at some point you'll be like, maybe now we need to sell in South Africa. Yeah. So even with 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 the artists, the artists that we have in house are artists that we like. How can we break into new markets with them? Okay. And yeah, but you guys are doing a very good job, and I've been seeing so crazy. Going crazy, yeah, yeah, going crazy. Yeah, we try, we trying. (laughs) (laughs) It's going crazy, guys. Yeah, but um, but um, so who are some of the artists that okay? Mm. On if I'm a local artist, yeah, yeah, I don't have studio time, but I believe in my craft. Mm. Am I allowed to reach out to you guys for help? 
I mean, you can, you can. I mean, um, what what we we do is we we see what you have, yeah. and we bring what we can bring, and then we sit together and we see what can be done. Mm. Yeah, that's okay. literally what we do. So, um, in terms of distribution, are you guys able to have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're actually record labels in the country where we've created a connection for them. So we're really trying to get as many people to to be in the space because without people releasing music, uh, without enough record labels, we don't have an industry. Right. So right. the more people release music, the more value, you know, even for people who are outside looking into Swaziland, if they can't find anything, they kind of erase that country. But if they look into a Swatini and they're like, hey, there's stuff here, you know, so it it's easier for them to then come in mm. and then try to find players in the space and see how how they can collaborate or how they can work. So it's really that, it's really about trying to cultivate uh, the culture in the country. So besides music and poetry, what else do you guys do? Do we focus on poetry? Don't you guys want some poetry? <laughs> 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 I mean, um, I read your bio that you've, you've <clears throat> yeah, that you've host, you guys host a uh, a poetry event. I can't say the name because yeah, it's, no, no, it's a bit tricky. Not that we, I wouldn't say we focus on poetry. I wouldn't say we the. I mean, music for us was. A window into the whole art uh, oh, environment, okay. and our outlook was: we were working with music for so long, but we are getting a lot of artists who are not musicians who are saying, mm. "How can I, you know, sell my product? How can I uh, get into platforms like this? How can I do that?" And because of the extensive of work that we've done with music, uh, when you when you try to work in any industry at the highest level, you're going to meet a diverse uh, community who are working in different things. And some of our friends are festival owners who are not even f- doing festivals for for music. Mm-hmm. So they're doing for festivals for contemporary dance. They're doing festivals for poetry. Yeah. Uh, festivals in in different spaces so Mm. now it's a matter of who can we help in a swatini to tap into these you know because the 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 key question that we get all the time is is there a painter in swaziland that i can work with Mm. who would you recommend and then you start thinking because also the thought process is around the quality of work that this person is doing mm. and who in Eswatini would be a best fit for that, the level at which this person is working. So we then create and facilitate that collaboration. So we're really trying to get people to step out. You know, even with podcasting, mm. we have friends who have successful podcasts for example yeah and it's it's really about how do we then create create that connection and trying to fast track um Mm. the space in the country uh because it's really about that it's really about how do we how do we claim our space as a country within the cultural sector in the continent Mm. so if if you go if you move around like I, I attend a couple of festivals outside of the country and sometimes I get the opportunity to speak at these festivals. Yeah. And it's it's always hard because they don't know what's happening in Eswatini. You know, they don't know what's happening in Eswatini and it's solely because people are not working to get to these platforms. So we kind of do our work here and most of the time it, it, it kind of lives here i don't want to say die here but it lives here Mm. you know it doesn't go outside and the key as i said earlier for us to progress as a country within the space we really need to export our work and for us to export our work we need to reach out to the people who are 
who are creating spaces within within um, certain environments that we didn't have the privilege to be in. So yeah, it's really that. So there is a festival that we are in partnership with in Mozambique. It's called Poetish Dharma. It's an international festival for poetry, and they they've brought poets from all over the world. And each year we do have possibly five or or any number of artists that go to Mozambique to showcase. And of course we have to pick those artists. So, um, but then we do work with other forms of arts, just that it's, 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 it's things that possibly you cannot like pinpoint, but then people who reach out to me who are like designers, you know, like graphic designers, I do create some kind of synergies for them. Mm. Um, we do create synergies for each and everyone who's kind of working in the space and trying to use their their talents or their thoughts, thinking uh, into bettering, you know, or telling the Swazi story. Or, mm. you know, <coughs> so, oh, man, so it's, it's you. really that. Well, thank you for coming through. I feel like I... Yeah. I just needed to hear this. Yeah. Listen to you guys are the plug. <laughs> you yeah. are the connect. The we, we are trying to be. I mean, yeah, bro. honestly, any, anyone can be. Uh, if, if, you, if you have the opportunity to be in, in certain areas. I mean, last year, I, I, uh, I worked with the lady from Taiwan to facilitate an exhibition for a Swazi in Taiwan, who wasn't in Taiwan. I don't know how to explain this. Oh. So the Swazi was 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 um, was here, but then she had an exhibition in Taiwan without her needing to travel to Taiwan. So it's it's really about how do we how do we claim space, how do we put ourselves out there, mm. how do we cultivate, you know, communities that can say I can see these people, they're doing something. Yeah. You know? So it's really that. It's really that. Yeah, I know. I hear you, bro. I hear yeah. you. I think all the TC people who are watching are also. You know? <laughs> yeah. But so. moving on, man, mm. I want to ask you, since you are building an industry local, what yeah. are some of the things that we need to Stop doing or yeah. things that we need to do? <laughs> okay, let's start with the stop doing. Stop doing. It's, it's hard to. Because. You basically saying I I must pinpoint some of our our mistakes. I mean, we are we there's there's, there's, there's certain things that we do which appear as mistakes because they don't get us where we want to be. We say it or they actually depreciate the work or whatever craft is putting in. Can I say it in a way that I say? I say things that we should do. I think we should be relevant to to our people because our people are our ambassadors. So uh, we need to stop not being, being relevant, relevant to them. <laughs> <laughs> but but here's my problem. Yeah, relevancy in the country is, a, is an issue because we don't really have a database that collects what is relevant, and what's not relevant. I mean. If if I'm honest, ne, um, we, as you said earlier, that we are very cultural, yeah. ne, and I'm not saying in 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 a, in a form that um, we are very traditional, but ne, we are conservative in some ways. Yeah, and if we do speak on some of the things that we're conservative about, mm. or some of the things that we would like to break, yeah or whatever but as long as me as an audience who is not an artist i hear this and you are speaking to me i'm going to support you mm. and if i support you you're going to build a community around me and then by so doing it becomes easier for anyone who steps out of the country to start saying you must listen to this guy so Sometimes we there's there's this huge disconnect between the craft that we do and us. So when when I mean an example is when when I my analysis when I started tapping into like 
this culture work that we do was yeah. it feels as though we speak from a place of privilege as Swazis when we create. You oh. you when you're coming from outside and looking at our work, you would think everything is nice. Yeah. You know, you would think, oh, these people are, are cool, you know, they're sorted. There's nothing that speaks, you know. Not that there's nothing, not enough don't work. I mean, it's it's not even about the struggles. It's 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 really about creating a human connection. You know, we people back people, they feel like they know. You know, like the way you speak about Kendrick Lamar, you speak about Kendrick Lamar. Like I know that nigga exactly. Like like you listen to that song. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he speaks about this. He speaks about that. You know, people have analysis of Tupac's lyrics because. They felt a connection between the artists. Exactly. So we we don't have enough of that. We don't mm. have this connect. There's there's a huge disconnect in how we we speak to to people. And the way you speak to people is how they connect to right. you. You know, so when someone is outside and looking into the country the work is going to reflect on what's happening on the ground. How does a Swazi live? You know, when you step out of the house, what do you do? It's all in the work, you know, because if I don't get that connection, I'm not your friend. You know, I cannot be your friend because I don't know you. It's like... I don't relate to what yeah, you're it's, saying. It's, it's, it's like making friendships. It's the same. Yeah. It's like... Oh, these are this person's values. They align with the, with my values, so maybe me and this person can vibe. Can vibe, you know. So it's really that. Even with the music, even with the poetry, with you know the painting and everything, it's like how do we create this you know human connection? And I mean, this was back back then when I I, I had this analogy that we create from a place of privilege, which is why when we were making music, it was happy, you know. And it's not that music shouldn't be happy, but you sh- it should reflect, like, possibly everything that we do. Like, the way you dress is how, in 20 years, they'll be studying Swaziland and they'll be saying, this is how people used to dress during this time. Because mm-hmm. it's not you only. Right. It's a thousand of you who are dressing like this. And that is a community. And that is an era. And you can speak about that. And if you speak about vans in your songs, people can relate to vans. <laughs> you gotta yeah. have a pair of vans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's it's really about how do you connect with people? How do you how do you speak of the times yeah. that you live in? Because I mean, there's so much happening in the country, but let's say 20 years from now, I want to know what, what has been happening in the past two, three years mm. in, in Eswatini. Mm. It's hard because it's hard to find the work that tells the story. Damn, bro. You know, so now you, in a way, we are erasing history by not telling our stories. Bro. You know, this is why we don't know how it was like for our parents to live under the British colony. I have no idea because I can't find anything that speaks on what was happening in that era. Creations that were saying, oh, people were actually, you know, doing this, this and that. This is what their daily lives was like, you know. So it's hard to pinpoint these things. You even go to the museum and you try to understand but there, there's some inconsist- inconsistencies that you find Damn, that you like. Man. But how do I connect, understand how our parents lived? Mm. You know, our how our grandfathers lived under. I mean, the we have. We, British. I mean, we do have the books that we, we, we that teachers in high school. Yeah, but that but, highlight everything, but, but still not enough. But that's bro. not enough. You know, yeah, when, it's when, still not enough. When you read Shakespeare poems, the whole theory around him is based on some of the cultural things that they're picking up from even the use of language 
you know, the way we speak, the Tsotsitel that we use now and the Tsotsitel that they used to use in 2000 is different. So if you come across a song from the year 2000 and the song from now, you're going to know which era these songs existed in, you know. So these are the things that we need to use. We need to, we need to be relevant in a way. You just explain relevance in here. So that's, that's crazy. That's, that's really <laughs> what. That's really the inconsistency or the the gap that we have uh, as a as a country. I would say, but not only in music. I feel like we also no. I was in, saying across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Across. I'm just highlighting mm. with you. Also, we need those movies. Like we live, we currently live. Yeah, yeah. The way we used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. We do need. We do need. I mean, we need everything. We need people who are writing. You know, writers right. to to script writers or writers in general because yeah. some books become movies. Yeah, right. So anyone, you know, some paintings have stories. You know, and the reason the painting exists is a story behind that, and the story you're going to find through, you know, people sharing stories, you know, how your grandfather was a legend in your area because of this, this and that, and that rock, he stood there at some point and this happened, you know, mm. all of this, <laughs> all of this stuff, yeah. you need that, you know, you, you need, the, the same way how people talk about how they made a song, that's history, right. that's history in itself. So it's 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 really important for us to capture these things, you know. Like recently, uh, the great Smiles Magama passed on last night. I don't know if you guys know Smiles Magama, but he created an instrument in the country. He's seen as a legend. Uh, he's played music across the world. Uh, his instrument is called the Smilophone, and it's based on Makoyane. And there are people who have stories on him mm-hmm. and Swazis are not tapping into these things. You know, like we invited him for Vugubone and we have him on record. We we recorded the whole conversation and that becomes culturally relevant. Right. You know, we didn't know, power now. you know, we didn't know that it would come to this, but the power of, capturing stories is important because when you capture stories, you capture a bit of history. You, and if I'm honest, everything that you find at the museums that they call heritage, there was art before. You know, For the people who lived in that era, there was art. That's why I say if you dress on vans, when, when you dress, you put, when you put vans on or whatever you wear, that could be at a museum at some point. You know, yeah. yeah, that could anything, honestly, even caps. You wearing a cap, I'm wearing a cap. So, in this era, people were wearing caps, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> it was all cap, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and it was a, a certain type of cut or whatever, yeah. So, all of that is, is, is a piece of history, is a piece of heritage. And mm. when our grandchildren are going to see us, they Maybe it's going to inspire the way they design their fashion in that in, in in fifty years to come, you know. So all of these things, um, we we kind of miss them, and we kind of we don't interrogate ourselves. We don't look into who we are. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. So um, before we, before we wrap it up, yeah, yeah. I just do a little something. Hey. <laughs> I was supposed to get a red flag and a white flag, but I wasn't able to do that. Okay. So to another thing. <laughs> yeah. One artist has to go to two, right? Uh. Uh, so to start. Original or Sanilo. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally off the dome, guys. It's literally off the dome. I did not prepare any of this, but I'm doing it now. That's that's a tough one. Bro. I know, I know. <laughs> I've been thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> hey, one artist has to go. Original Sanil. Sanil doesn't have music, so she can go. She has to go. Yeah, she doesn't have. She's music. not relevant. <laughs> no, no, she doesn't have music out, so she has to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Young Zesha, little co-pastor. 
Um, I like young Zesh. Maybe little calf pasta can go. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Lucy or Lucian? Huh? Lucy. Who's Lucy? You don't know Lucy? No. Damn, bro. <laughs> Lucian or Chris? Um, ah, but Lucian is an OG. Nah. Uh, Grizzly or Amari? Who should go? Yeah. Shit. That's tough. I Grizzly stays. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being biased. Uh, I'm being biased. Big bias, dog. I'm being biased. He's a hot shot. Amari, dog. Kedero or. Can't put Kedero with anybody. Let's <laughs> go international. He, he's international. We can't oh, even. Co- who's Kedero? You haven't heard Kedero? No. Ah, damn, bro. <laughs> you know, just that consuming of local things. No, um, the way I consume music is quite different in general. Yeah. So it's 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 a weird way. I yeah. I do not create a connection with music because there's too much music that is being released every day. Fact, fact. Yeah, there's so, a lot to consume. Exactly. So yeah. what what and it ends up happening i have a process in which i discover music and i can listen to one song for a month uh literally what happened at bushfire one of the artists who was performing at bushfire his name is blind smith i had a chat with him earlier before his performance and we we're like uh, yeah we were just talking and i was like i don't know your music yeah you know and then he started performing and i knew every word to his music and he's like, you said you didn't know my music, but you were singing to my music. And I was like, actually, when I listen to music, I listen to the song. Not the artist. I don't look at the name. Yeah, like sometimes I can look at the name, but then the minute I press play, put that thing on repeat, I don't care who the name is. I just listen to the mm. to the song mm. and I can stream that song a thousand times. And when I find new songs that I can listen to, Mm. I sometimes forget and mm. it helps me with you know encountering the song again and it feels new again. So if I going to follow an artist I'm going to be fixated on what's new and what's old. But if I don't care who the name is, I listen to the music, I can forget the name and I can encounter the song in 10 years and it will feel new again. So that's how I listen to music. That's <laughs> a different way of consuming music. Yeah, I I mean, there's too much music. Yeah, Sixty thousand songs are being released on Spotify every day, so <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, so crazy. <laughs> so it's hard. But before we wrap it up, do you have yeah. anything you want to say? Uh, I don't know. That's hard. I, I didn't <laughs> prepare that. <one. laughs> I didn't prepare that. One. But I think uh, the the key thing for us to move our sector is really to to keep working to to produce work. Uh, we need to tap into spaces we need to test our our work in spaces where they don't know us because that's where you're going to get the most honest feedback and that's one way for us and the sector uh, for it to grow so that we can be able to to have artists who are traveling i mean Mm. as i've already mentioned earlier that the population here is too small for Swazi artists to to make a living out of their work. But if we want to, we need to tap out. And if we want, uh, we we need to tap into spaces. And if we need to tap into spaces, we really need to look at the way we we produce our work and find ways into putting the work out there into different markets and just see. You never know. You could be the next Uncle Waffles. (laughs) <laughs> you may you never know, know bro yeah you never know so um yeah that's really how it works you you need to mm. be discovered and that's how you you create a career for yourself i mean it's something that i say all the time if there's a certain platform that you wish to be in you go there that's what i've done and i've i've went into festivals and some of our artists have performed there or mm. some artists that uh, we possibly work with have performed there and we've created networks there and it's that's really how it works even with waffles i possibly don't know properly the full story 
but I do know she had to go somewhere and that was a break. So if there's any platform that you would want to be in as an artist, you don't sometimes you just don't need to go there and say, here's my work. Sometimes you just need to leave and just go there and attend, you know. And through attending you're going to meet, you know, same same people, people that vibe to the same thing that you vibe mm. in. And someone is going to say, Oh, I know that guys who are doing this. I can introduce you, you know. And that's how then the you know, your career starts building. And that's literally it. Hi, man. Yeah. I thank you for coming, bro. No, it's a pleasure. Thank it's you a for pleasure. coming. You managed to stay with this video. Your time <laughs> and support is highly appreciated. Yeah. Because you know you guys don't consume all the content and you need all the content. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah. shout out, man. Yeah. Nice thank you so much for tuning in. We out.